authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is December the 7th, 2014. Hope you're having a good night. Well, tonight's topic is one that was requested over and over and over again. So I'm going to dive right into it. Hope you're having a good holiday. Hope you recovered from eating all that turkey and dressing and all that other stuff. As a matter of fact, if you had a holiday, like many people have had. Wasn't that much fun, especially if your relationship was upside down. You know, one of the things about relationships that never ceases to amaze me is that love is a very peculiar thing. I've watched it take people out. What I mean by that is there are times when some of us are so happy we finally get this person that we feel is going to complete our lives, that's going to be an integral part of our future. We build our plans around them. We make decisions that are based on how that person feels, what they think. Moreover, we even expose our kids to this individual. What happens when it doesn't work? Well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Connecting with somebody is such a serious thing. Not only Do you open up your mind and your body, but you open up your heart to people? If you're like many of us, there has been someone in that spot before. And after going through that, the damage that that person left, not this last one, not the current one, but the one before that, you figured, you know what, I am never going through this blank again. It is not worth my time. This is such a pain in the butt. I feel like crap, I can't sleep, I can't eat, I'm not hungry. And and being real about this thing, many of us are just in love with the idea of being in love. I mean, we're about as nutty as a fruitcake when we think that having another person in our lives is actually going to complete us. I've um, on more than one or two or 15 occasions been speaking to groups as small as 20 or 30 people in the room and as large as a couple of thousand people. And the reoccurring question um, that that just keeps surfacing is, Doc, I I want somebody. I don't want to be by myself. I want a good relationship. How can I get that? Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you think another person is the key to your happiness, wake up, you are tripping. That is not how this works. So like my girl says on my favorite commercial, that is not how any of this works. If anything, another person coming into your life at the wrong time, and I'm going to give you what the wrong time is, um, it could be 
you could just have finished leaving something that you you um, you think this is it. I am in so much love, and you just got hurt. You feel that if I do blank, it is going to attract this person into my life. And I've heard all sorts of nutty stuff. I've heard women say, and I'm not just going to say women, men too. Um, they they have this idea that if I bring this person home, I can have the mother that my kids don't have. I can have the father my kids don't have. Have you lost your damn mind? Why would you bring somebody into your life knowing up front, right then and there, that you don't even know this person? You don't know whether this is a serial killer. You don't know what kind of temperament they have. You don't know if they're sane. You don't know anything about this person other than they took a bath, they have a job, they brush their teeth, and look half decent. I mean, really? Come on. Are you freaking kidding me? Or the other side of this thing is you met them at church. So you figured, you know what, I was at church and the Lord put this man and this woman in my life. They were sitting two pews behind me and I saw them, they gave $5. Have you lost your mind? Just because you, you know, the devil goes to church more than anybody. So just because you met them at church, that does not mean they are okay. Then there are those of you that your girlfriend or your partner introduce you to their friend's friend, and you figure because your girlfriend has a good relationship with this man that his friend is going to turn out to be your kin in your Barbie playhouse, or you look at this woman and you figure, oh, wow, she's my Olivia Pope. She can come rescue my life. Get What is wrong with you? Sit down somewhere. Today, we are going to get past pain and hurt. And this last bad decision you made, or maybe it wasn't even a bad decision, consider this, people. Sometimes people actually come in your life strictly to teach you a lesson. Other times, God will put somebody in your life just because you're in a very similar season to them. When that season comes to an end, don't be mad. They were never meant to be a permanent fixture. As a matter of fact, let me comfort some of you right now. All relationships, every last one of them will come to an end in life or in death. It just so happens this last fiasco or this last relationship, which was a season in your life, was meant to end at present. It's not that you did anything wrong, that this person was a bad person. And then sometimes people just have epiphanies. You know, it's like they are honest enough with you to tell you, you know what, you and I are not going in the same direction. And that's okay. I mean, really, it is okay. So the question that people are asking me just 24-7 is, Dr. Young, I get it. I get it. So how do I get past it? What is it that I need to do to get past this this point in my life where I am broken, I am beside myself, I am sick and tired of feeling some kind of way for less of a reason? Well, tonight, hopefully, I'm going to answer your questions. As a matter of fact, my producer is telling me, tell them, give out the phone number so they can call you. Okay, let me give you the number. It's 646-478-5610-646. Four seven eight fifty six ten. We're going to try to take some questions later into the program. 
What you can do if you do have questions this evening is you press the number one on your phone. Do not press it if you don't have a question. But if you do have a question, press it. And uh, let's set some game rules up real quick about that. Do not mention someone's first and last name, (laughs) okay? Secondly, if I call on you, I'm going to call your area code out in the last three digits of your phone number. That way, if you and your spouse or your significant other or your ex happens to both be listening to this show, you will only have to guess and make assumptions of whom I'm talking to. Is that fair? Now, with the ground rules set, let's get into the program. Breaking up. And I don't care whether the relationship lasted three weeks or three years. is never an easy thing for anyone to go through. I mean, it's just not. Breakups can leave us feeling heartbroken, lost, and for some, physically ill. I have seen men and women go through a breakup, and here's, and they lose weight. And I do mean lose weight and start looking like a walking skeleton. Now, while there is, and I'm going to tell you this, folks, There is no magic formula to do away with the pain, especially if you've been with somebody five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. There is just no simple way to get through that. Now, there's some healthy coping mechanisms that are essential for you to get over your ex and move on with grace and with some strength. And and what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to talk to both sides of this because breakups are very, very, very different for men and for women. We, you know, we have gender differences. And when this stuff happens, um, it affects, depending on your sex, very, I mean, it, it can be just cataclysmic. I'll give you an example of this. Ladies, if you are having menstrual cycles, when your progesterone levels are high, which is typically around the onset of your cycle, you are naturally predisposed to potentially being a bit more anxious and a bit more uh, volatile, perhaps more emotional. I know, uh, and that is science. That is not my opinion, so don't think I'm being a sexist. That's just, you know, that's neurobiology. That's how how your body works. Uh, Fellas, I really believe, and, you know, for some they may not um, agree with me, others will, that lunar cycles, meaning phases of the moon, And then there's this thing called seasonal affective disorder, which affects all of us, and especially not just because it's winter and the sun is uh, setting earlier and, you know, it's darker and it's cold and we can't really get out and socialize. But the truth of it is is that the holiday season really reminds a lot of people of how alone they are. I I'm, I'll be transparent. I, I try to do that with you every time you guys are listening. I'm a single guy. Parents are deceased, both parents. Uh, I have some uh, half-siblings, but I wasn't raised with them. Uh, it's just the way the cards got dealt. So basically, I'm an only child. I was raised as an only child, and that's what I know. I feel like a person on a date when someone says, hey, come spend the holidays with my family. I appreciate it. I mean, I really am so grateful that some that people love me enough to uh, offer to invite me into their circle. However, here's the reality of it, okay? 
I don't feel comfortable being around a bunch of other people that I have a connection with one another, and I'm there uh, feeling like Tiny Tim holding up my eggnog, saying, God bless us, one and all. I just don't feel it. So what I do uh, over the holidays, I typically spend my holidays alone. Now, before someone starts saying, oh, poor Dr. Young, no, let's not say that, because some of y'all's families act a damn fool on holidays. But the truth of it is, you know, uh, there are a lot of people just like me. You know, they are either away from their family because their families are halfway around the planet in another country, another continent even. Uh, other people have just had enough of their family and they're sick and tired of it. And others, they, you know, kind of like me, only child, everybody's deceased. All you have is your children and your children have their own lives. So when you go through a breakup, this just amplifies those preexisting conditions. Now, here's another thing. I said that a breakup can have very detrimental effects on the body, but it definitely has detrimental effects on the mind. They did a study in uh, 2010 at Northwestern University, and they found that breakups cloud most people's sense of self. What I mean by that is that the more serious things were with your ex, the more of an identity crisis you're likely to experience. Now, for you serial daters out there, you that own Match.com and eHarmony and Adult Finder and uh, Black Planet, do they still have Black Planet? My producer is shaking their head going, here he goes. (laughs) Look, I'm serious. I I just wondered. But uh, whatever, whatever your deal is, uh, farmers meet farmers, Christian mingle, whatever your thing is, and you are breaking up with someone every three or four months, child, you need to call my office. The number is 877 <laughs> Never mind. You can find it on the website. But here, here's the truth. Even if the relationship wasn't that great, you're still starting at ground zero again. First thing you need to anticipate, no matter where you are in the process, is that there will be a grieving period associated with breaking up with anybody. There's going to be a sense of abandonment. There's going to be a sense of uh, anxiety. Uh, There's going to be disappointment. And this is a process. There's going to be a process for you to get back to being you. Uh, The process of going from the quote-unquote we-us period whether you initiated the split or you're on the receiving end of it, it's you're still going to have to go through this process. Now, the question that a lot of people ask is, Dr. Young, what can I do to speed up this process of getting over the emptiness, the anger, the void I feel? And, and let me give you this. For those of you that are married, there's a whole, no, a whole different aspect of this thing called shame and guilt. That's right. Some people, uh, especially if you were the one that was that didn't cheat or the one that was really trying to make it work and your spouse just for whatever reason said, look, I'm tired of seeing you in them white drawers with them birds on it or your, your tidy whiteies. I, I can't do it any longer. There is a situation that comes with that of where you don't want to share with your family that you're getting a divorce or that, you know, you, you've been separated. Uh, there's also a serious problem for many people 
that they have this religious connection to life. Uh, and I'm not going to say that's bad, so please don't go to and say, Dr. Young, don't believe in the Lord. Yes, I do. I love God with all my heart. But the truth is, some of you guys are so busy caring about what other people think or thinking that God is going to come down from heaven and pull a lightning bolt and whoop you with it, that you feel bad because life happened to you. Let me give you a hint. In my book, Break Up, Don't Break Down, if you have not read that book, join the millions of people that have and order it. Go to drdivonyoung.com. That's D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.com and order that book. It will really help you. Uh, get past the breakup, and if you get it from the website, you'll get an autographed copy. But the the thing that I want to say is this. When you find yourself in whatever set of circumstances you're in, and I'm particularly speaking to people that have children right now, know that your breakup is not just affecting you. It's also affecting your children. Some of you people, and I'm really talking to the folks that have kids, you could have avoided this by not rushing your behind into a relationship and exposing your children to a relationship. That is the dumbest crap. I don't know why people do that. But the truth is, uh, here's one lesson I want you to learn, even if it's just in hindsight. Never introduce anybody to your kids that you have known for less than nine months or a year and a half or so, because you need to know, one, and ladies, this is especially true, look at how a man is treating his existent children. And I'm not, I mean, I haven't been a perfect father. I've, you know, I've made mistakes just like most people, but uh, the truth of it is I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody that's mature enough and old enough, someone between 35 and 45 years old especially, you are old enough to know how you should act with your own kids. And if you see that a man or a woman isn't responsible with their own kids, don't bring that fool around your children. Now, back to this breakup thing. It's imperative that you switch over from operating from the place of emotion and start operating from a place of logic about why you and this person are not together anymore. Now, when I say that, let me let me help you with that. This is the time I'm going to say, go get your pen and paper. Go ahead. You should have known, if you're listening to my show, you need a pen and paper. So get the pen and paper. You ready? Or get your smartphone out or... Uh, your beeper, well, I hope you don't have a beeper. If you do, we really need to talk. But get your smartphone out or a tablet or something and take some notes, all right? Ready? Good. Here we go. And if you missed it, this show is archived, so you can always listen to the archive. The first thing that I want you to do is take a sheet of paper or whatever it is you're writing with, and make a couple of columns. Column one, I want you to write down why your relationship ended. And don't write a paragraph, people. Write bullet point statements like, I caught him cheating. I caught her uh, lying to me. We 
continued to fight. We fought more than we made love. Um, he gained 50 pounds after we met. Whatever. Just whatever your reasons are, because everybody's different, but write down uh, at least five reasons. Because if your relationship came to an end, more than likely, there are at least five. He gave me a disease. She gave me a disease. Um betrayed me around my friends, um, whatever. Write down these five things, all right? Now, in the other column, I want you to write down consequences of behavior, i.e., we had uh, our last argument resulted in the police showing up at my house. All right, she threw all of my drawers in the fireplace. Okay, I hope she didn't throw your drawers in the fireplace. But you, you get my point. Write down consequences that are associated with these five actions. Now, if the five actions involved physical abuse, somebody destroying your property, or your reputation, that is, you can put a star by those things. And I'm not talking about like somebody made a mistake, said something that they regret. I mean, and and those things can be detrimental. I mean, I know as a public figure, one of the things that is a deal breaker for me is I'm not going to date someone that tells my business to their friends and relatives, you know, because that could come back and ruin my brand. So for many of you, uh, you, especially those of you that have a professional career, you don't need to be in a relationship with somebody that is uh, backstabbing you and talking about you like a dog or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. But write that down. Now the next thing. I want you to look at what you wrote down. On the back of that paper, if you've got enough room in another column, I want you to write down how it made you feel. So the first thing, I'm going to go back through this in case uh, you're missing your notes. Column one, I want you to write down at least five things like and what happened, specific things, okay? The next column I want you to write down consequences, all right? And the last thing I want you to write down is how did it make you feel? Now, here's what we're doing. We are taking things out of the assumption world and putting them in a place where it's not just a fleeting thought. It's not you're being emotional. It's not that you're reminiscing because Many people, uh, the longer the person stays away from you, you tend to forget that that knot upside your head came from them punching you or hitting you with a shoe. You know, you still go, well, you know what, maybe if I had just watched more uh, Rambo movies with him, he would maybe if I just went to the game or you're a guy and you start thinking, well, I could have gone shopping with her. You know, she did buy me a pink shirt. Hell no. None of that has anything to do with why your relationship ended. If anything, time is a very 
unique filter. For some, it creates a wake-up call. For others, your butt forgets what happened to you. Now, here's the next thing. Between five to seven stages of grieving, write these down. It's the, and I can't emphasize enough how important it is that if I ask you to write something down, you do it. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not because I want you to get your penmanship together. The reason why I'm saying write these things down is I want you to make a copy of this or write it down on a couple of sheets of paper, and you're going to put one at work. You're going to put one uh, in the bathroom. Put one on your refrigerator. That is, if you don't have children that are like teenagers or you don't have uh, some nosy relatives coming in and out your house. But I want you to do that. So when you get the, you know, you get horny or you start feeling vulnerable and lonely, you won't get drunk and start texting people, talking about you miss them, and then you wonder why you, your drawers are back on the floor again, and you're wondering why you're right back where you started in this healing process because healing, especially from a dysfunctional relationship, is like pulling a scab off of a wound. The more you pull it off, the longer it's going to take to heal, okay? Now, back to these grief stages. Ready? Let's write the first one down. The first thing that happens, especially if somebody dumped you, you're shocked. And you want to go, yeah, I know you said you don't love me no more, and okay, I know you said you just ain't feeling this, and you're in denial. Now, this same thing happens with death, okay, or someone finding out somebody's going to die. You may deny the reality of what you have lost, but if, but if you are going to avoid the pain, you have to realize that denial and shock is a way of protecting you from being overwhelmed all at one time. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Denial and shock are tools. They really are psychological protective tools. However, these are tools you don't need to use for months. So, ask yourself, am I in, and and I understand this, those of you that, like, over Thanksgiving, you found out your husband and married another woman or something, you know, I get it. But for those of you that have been broken up with somebody for three or four months, child, please, don't work, don't overwork the tool. You know, this is kind of like that temporary tooth that the dentist put in your mouth and you sitting up there eating barbecue ribs and cracklings and all crackling. Whoever came up with that, that is nasty as hell, crackling. For you guys that don't know, because I, I got to remember this is a global show and out of a million and some people listening, I can just imagine some of my friends in the United Kingdom going, what the hell are cracklings? Well, it's some nasty fried pig intestines. Uh, we call them pork rinds, pork skins. I'm quite sure you guys eat them over there too. But, you know, that's when you knock that tooth out because you've used it way longer than you were supposed to. You were supposed to go back to the dentist. That's the same way shock and denial works. It's just a temporary feeling to help you cope with a strained 
situation. Okay? Here's stage two. After you get past shock and denial, you start feeling pain and guilt. And for some people, you really are in pain. I mean, I know people that just, they come in my office and they're like, Dr. Young, you know, my wife left me, my man left me, whatever. And these people just cry and, and, and my heart goes out, you know, and I, I do. I give them some of my hug, you know, because it hurts me to see hurting people. However, let me tell you something. This pain, though it feels excruciating, and almost unbearable, you have to not hide from it. However, don't use drugs, sex, and alcohol to get over it. You know, I was uh, when I was doing research on this, I read a couple of articles written in some very popular publications and for men and women, and they were like, well, go meet somebody else. You'll get over it. Don't you go do that nasty mess. Because here's what's up. Sometimes, and this may or may, you know if this applies to you, if your little controlling, jealous butt ran somebody off or you finally get somebody in your life that could have worked and God tells them to talk to you and say, well, you know what, if please stop acting so damn possessive and jealous and, uh, you know, stalking me on Facebook and LinkedIn or whatever weirdness you were doing, and this person got sick of your mess and left, that's God's way of preparing you so when the right person shows up in your life, you don't run them off. So don't get stuck pain and guilt mode, don't start drinking, doing drugs. And I'm going to say this because I, I can just hear this. I know somebody's pastor going to be like, no, don't tell them that. That's my, that's my money. Child, do not get jailhouse religion because your relationship ended. Sit home. And I'm going to say this especially to men because we get this dumb stuff in our head from the time we're little boys. Don't cry, you know, keep your chin up, be a man, you're a big boy. Dude, it's okay to cry. I mean, I cried. It's okay. I didn't say keep crying like you lost your mind, and I'm saying that to you ladies too. But experience the pain. You may have guilty feelings or remorse over things you did or did not do, but this is part of a process, and it's a part that you cannot escape, okay? Here's the third thing. That frustration and that pain and guilt you have gives way to two other things, anger and you want to make a deal. Let's make a deal, right? You cannot... Stay angry, angry and bitter, and being angry and and feeling bitterness is kind of like you drinking some poison and expecting somebody else to die. (laughs) It does not work that way. You know, this frustration, you may even call this person and lash out and blame. uh, You want to blame them and blame yourself, blame whatever, blame your mama, the dog, you know, the weather. Control yourself. 
that will do more permanent damage to future relationships. And if this is somebody you got kids with, you really can't afford to get stuck on stupid with them. You've got to get to a place where you just stop questioning why me. Stop trying to um, make deals by saying stuff like, look, baby, I promise you, I'm going to wash under both arms. Uh, I, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to quit sleeping with all the women. It's, whatever it is that you are doing, don't make a deal trying to get somebody else back. I promise you I'll be nicer. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to live up to that. Even if you think you're going to live up to it, I'm going to tell you why. If the reason why you are going to change your behavior is to get someone back in your life, that's not sincere. That's manipulation. And all you're doing, and and being honest, you're not just manipulating them. You are manipulating yourself, promising them that you're going to do something different just to get them back, which, ladies and gentlemen, that's a bunch of boom crap, okay? So our first thing was shock and denial. The second thing is feeling that pain and guilt. Third thing is anger and bargaining. Now, here's the fourth thing, and this is where some of you are. Some of you have already gone through those first three stages. And understand this, people. There is no order to these stages. I mean, people want to say, yes, you go through this one first. That's bull crap. You are a unique individual, and you may or may not go through all of these, and you may go through them and backwards. So don't don't think that there's an order to this. But depression, reflection, and loneliness is stage four. Just when your friends and family members think that, uh, okay, you need to get on with your life, uh, you know, you've been sad for a long time. Don't let anybody tell you how you need to be feeling because they mean you well. I'm not saying they don't. But um, encouragement often is not helpful to you during this stage. It makes it worse. So what am, what's Dr. Young really saying beneath all that? Here's what I'm telling you. Stop telling people how you feel in your business. In other words, and and I'm going to contradict that in a way a little bit later, but I just want you to really get where I'm coming from. There are times that you should stop and pay attention to what this has cost you. Now, that may mean that you will have some feelings of emptiness, even despair, because this stage four thing of being depressed and lonely and reflecting on this is part of growing up and becoming more mature. You just have to do it. Now, here's the next thing, because I really want to get into this gender thing, is after a while you will start seeing the light at the end of, of the tunnel. Now, here's what I'm going to do because my producer is going, are we going to take a break? Are we going to take a break? Are we going to take a break? Listen, um, how can I say this? No, we're not taking a break. I I really want to help some people today. I see that we've got uh, our cumes are saying that we may hit the 2 million mark. 
so let's just keep going. I want to first speak to the to both sexes about how you handle this stuff. The first day after you feel like you've been dumped or your relationship your relationship comes to this thing where you're going, what what do I do? How do I cope with this? Um, here's what you do. You don't pick a fight. I don't care how angry you get. Your emotions can range from everything from intense love and hatred all at the same time, but don't pick a fight. Uh, women tend to cry probably five times more often than men from what a lot of research shows. Uh, but women feel better after they cry it out. So cry it out, ladies. And, fellas, I'm going to tell you, instead of punching the wall and kicking the dog, maybe if you sit down yourself and just let these emotions come through you, you'll feel a hell of a lot better. The other thing is, you know, going into about a week after you broke, after you break up, Men tend to walk around just kind of, you know, like a little boy with a broke bicycle. <laughs> we, they, we just walk around kind of in a haze, especially men that were married or, you know, because like I said, this really mimics losing someone to death. And and the relationship is a form of death because it died. And, and when, when men start brooding, we don't talk to anybody. We will tend to go back to whatever bad habits that we shouldn't go back to. That could be anything from smoking weed, hanging out at the club, drinking shots of tequila, going to the gentleman's club, all that silliness, you know, that's how we brood. And we are overcompensating rather than just dealing with the situation. And what women do, which is kind of good, but it all depends on who's in this social network, Women settle in with their girlfriends and, girl, you all right? Let me tell you something, ladies. Please, please listen to what I'm telling you. Misery loves company. I'm going to repeat that again. Misery loves company. Leave those women alone. All Because I'm going to tell you what's going to be up. You're going to get advice from these women ranging from everything to, girl, I'd burn up his house. You know, no, no, you you are not left out from TLC. Don't burn a damn man's house up. I, I'd scratch his car. I'd, I'd, you know what, call his job, get him fired. I'd call the police on it. No. Do not bring negative. If someone comes around you, and this is for men and women, while you're going through a breakup with anything other than something like, you know what, it's going to be okay, you know, why don't we pray, let's go work out, get them the hell away from you because they're crazy and they are not meaning you any good. Now, if if you're in this thing where you've been, um, let's say you've been apart for about a month, don't start having what I call the, okay, we've been apart long enough now, things are better. Hell, you broke up for a reason. That's why I told you to get the aforementioned list out and read it. 
And, and I'm not saying to some of you who are married and, you know, you got children and five, ten years of skin in the game that you shouldn't fight for your marriage. I am not saying that. What I am, or even if you've just been married a few months, you've made vows, and the time apart, if you've learned something and you truly, 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 truly know that the offending party, or if it's both of you, both of you, has grown up and learned a lesson, okay, that may be a time to revisit a conversation with this person that you broke up with. But if somebody done punched you upside your head, keyed up your car, almost caused you to go to jail or lose your job, you need to leave that fool alone. And I am so serious because they're more than likely not going to change. And people are territorial, so we always get what I call the halo effect when someone finally has enough of our shenanigans and kicks us to the curb. Uh, what's really true with men is we get to drinking and smoking and we want to call a woman back. And especially if you turn us on, you know, whatever turns you on, for some men it's a Coke ball. For some some men it's you got big boobs or you they like you sucking your feet. Whatever the heck is your thing with this guy, you know, fellas, chill out. Leave the woman alone. There's another freak out there for you ladies don't be blaming yourself and looking at Junior, talking about, yeah, you do look just like your daddy. His daddy is crazy. And if you don't want Junior to act just like his daddy, leave that man alone, okay? Now, with all of that craziness said, I want to talk and speak directly to the ladies. And if, fellas, I'm going to try to get around to you if I if I can before the show time runs out, I will. But let let's go here because this is for women, and and I really want to speak to my sisters, ladies. When enough is enough. And matter of fact, let me do this because one of the things I need to clarify is when do you break up with a man? Because a lot of women really can't tell when it's right to leave or when it's right to stay. So I'm going to give you some indicators. If you broke up with this man because you guys are arguing over things that could be resolved with an intelligent conversation, perhaps it's not time to leave him. Now, let, let me give you some examples of that. Let's say you, and I'm, I'm going to separate the pile here. If you are a married woman, your rules of engagement and disengagement are very different from that of a single woman or an engaged woman. If you are a married woman and this man did not hit you, if this man did not do some threatening, crazy behavior toward you, if there was no infidelity, if your relationship issues had something to do with external forces, meaning somebody lost a job, his mother, his relatives, and your relatives' children, it's not time to just put the fire out on this thing. Perhaps this is a time that you really need to sit down and look at that list of five things I had you create earlier and ask yourself, how much 
of this is my mess or how much did I contribute to this being a problem? If three out of those five things are connected to you not being patient, to you uh, co-creating the nightmare that came and, and disrupted your marriage, you might want to talk this out when cooler heads prevail. However, if, and this is married and single women, if there was a pattern, hear me out, ladies, of abuse, be it physical or verbal, if there was a pattern of mistreatment, and and here's what I mean by mistreatment. Um, I'm going to go to the grocery store, the post office, and it's five to ten minutes away, and they come back four hours later, and that's been going on for some time. Home girl, have you lost your damn mind? That man is cheating on you, or he has a drug problem, or he's gay. Something's going on, okay? That's number. That that's just plain and simple. That's a form of abuse. If you are getting called out your name on a consistent basis. And I, you know the B word, the one starts with a B, ends with an H. If you are getting called that, if you are told, you know what, you're so fat, and you may be fat and need to lose some weight, but if someone is beating you up instead of uh, inspiring you to be better, come on, really? How much? You're not a punching bag. You're not supposed to put up with that crap. Another thing, if this person never brings anything to the table, because any good man will feel bad about not having a job. He'll feel bad about always having to drive your car. If he is driving your car, hell, he can at least pay the insurance and put gas in it sometime. So if you're getting used, if the guy's taking advantage of your things, he's living with you, and your girlfriend and mom and them can come over to the house and go, hell, did he bring anything? Everything in here is all yours. That's another sign that's not the right person, people. He, it's not, and if, he's a, if he consistently does drugs, drinks, gets into fights, or gets into problems with the law, or he has friends, and relatives that are shady characters and they keep coming in and out your home, you don't know what can follow his friends and his relatives back to your house. And if you have children, my God, are you crazy? This is not a relationship to stay in. Okay, I know his brother, the dope man, loans him money when y'all need it. I'm sorry, boo, that, that's not a good look, okay? Now, Here's some just common sense stuff to do. I gave you a list. I said, if it's, let's go through the list again just so you don't get stuck and lost and say I didn't warn you. If you and this guy argue more than you make love, if he calls you out your name on a consistent basis, if 
He's always dogging you out, embarrassing you in front of your friends and family, or he even denies access for you to spend time with your daughter, your son, your mother, your sisters, not unless your mama and sister and them are crazy, but even then, you're a grown woman. You know these folks are crazy and you don't need to be around them. You don't need a man telling you where you can and cannot go because I guarantee you that will sooner or later lead to another form of abuse, okay? And if he's putting his hands on you or nowadays, ladies, you guys put your hands on a dude because, you know, in the police, it's so funny. I actually had a client of mine get arrested. The woman hit him in the mouth, slapped him. The police came and asked her, was she all right? He's standing there with a busted lip, scratches all over him, and they took him to jail. If you guys have a relationship like that, both y'all are crazy, but you do not need to be together. Now, with that said, if, if, if any of those things I gave you are on your list, that relationship is a wrap, and you need to get over it. Now, how do you get over it? If you do social media, stop stalking that man. Stop going to his LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest. Somebody told me I mispronounced this wrong. Pinterest, Pinterest, whatever the name of that damn website is, or his Twitter page, stop. Block him. Unfriend him, period. Because if you keep doing that mess, all you're doing is wallowing in the past, as long as you're in the past, you cannot move forward to your future. Here's something else. If you're really mature and you and this dude just broke up because you had a difference of opinion or you've been apart for some time and you can be friends because you know it's over, you okay, it's cool, be friends. I, th- I think it's, um, it's okay to be friends with your ex long as you and that person know, you know what, these panties ain't coming off anymore, no sex, no nothing, and that includes oral sex too, not, no freaking, none of that. You may be able to even loan each other 10 or $20 if you need it, but bottom line is if you know that relationship tends to be impulsive, meaning that if you get around each other, next thing somebody's genitalia is being exposed Somebody, you know, you can spend the night, here you go again, you can't be friends. And that doesn't mean you can't be friendly, but you don't need to be calling each other. You, Especially if you started dating someone else. You know, if you are sleeping with another person already, let the person know that, you know what, our relationship's over, I met someone else, I'm being intimate with them, and if that fool still wants to keep kick it with you, Okay, well, oh, well, that's your business, but it's not exactly a good idea. However, I am going to tell you when I don't, if you like the guy and you can be friends, just be truthful and say, look, let me tell you something. I met somebody, uh, I am sleeping with them. Don't dangle people along because you aren't woman enough to let them go because you want to keep them like uh, in case of an emergency break glass situation. The next thing, if you know that when you go out after that second or third shot of Patron, you're going to be texting Jim, you ain't, you know know what I'm saying, or you're going to start 
thinking, well, I am, you know, I got an itch he could scratch. No. Tell your girlfriend or somebody to keep your cell phone or just cut your phone off, leave it at home. Did you actually know that you won't die if you don't have your phone turned on other than to make a call? Did you know that? You will actually live. So that's another little thing you do. No drunk texting, no playing with your phone. Here's the other thing. Get a workout routine. I cannot emphasize this enough. This is for men and women. When you are going through a breakout, start exercising. I didn't say turn and go to the gym and become start eyeballing folks looking for magic mic or nothing. I didn't say that. But start exercising. Go to a class, a Zumba class, or a spin class, or whatever, you know. But get in a zone where your workout is focused on you but done within a group. Now, here's why I'm saying that. All emotions are a form of energy and a form of power. You need to do something with that rage and that anger. So why not channel it into something that is good for you? When you are stressed out, you raise your cortisol level and prostaglandins and and all of this uh, serene and norepinephrine and all these catecholamines, these things are not good for you because what you're doing is you're going into fight or flight mode, and to be honest, there is nowhere to run and you don't need to be fighting. Change that and let some endorphins, which are good for you, let some serotonin, which calms you down, raise your estrogen levels, which also calms you down, by working out. And an aggressive workout, a spin class, a kickboxing class, a Zumba class, or whatever the heck, a P90X3, there's lots of workout programs out there, you know, buns of steel, whatever. But do a workout and let that routine uh, go into that routine the times that you feel like I'm fixing a call. And no, you don't. Go put that DVD in. Go get on that bike, buy you an elliptical machine, uh, because that will that will really help you manage the transition. And to be honest, when you look better, you'll attract a new person. Just saying. Next thing, spend some time with God, please. I should have made that the first thing, to be honest. But spend time meditating. Did you know sunlight actually is very good for your pineal gland. And let me tell you what the pineal gland does. It regulates your sleep cycles. So if you're getting adequate amounts of sunlight, you will actually sleep better at night because the melatonin will kick in and you can go take your butt to sleep without smoking a joint and opening that box of wine up. Make sure that you at least five days a week, I don't care if it's freezing outside or it's raining, go ahead and put your galoshes on and grab the umbrella or get a scarf and your gloves and your mittens and some hot cocoa or whatever you want to do. I didn't say any brandy. Do not put any brandy in some hot cider because then you're going to walk to a little drunk butt somewhere and got hit by a car. But the truth of it is I want you to get outside, get some fresh air. It will really make a difference in your life. And I cannot emphasize enough 
while out there, you already talk to enough people. Try talking to your angels. Talk to God and just uh, I'll say what I do. Use gratitude. You know, I buried my mom on Thanksgiving a few years ago, so, you know, almost a decade ago or so, maybe a little over. So what I do is, you know, during the holidays, I'll get to feel in some kind of way, and I don't even know why I'm feeling apathetic until I think about it. I get out, and I walk, and I thank God for all of the stuff that's going right. I thank God for... Uh, my for the company Jupiter Entertainment for having me on national TV. I thank God for you guys and having a global radio show with millions of listeners listening to me every month. Um, I, I, I thank God that I I'm in good health. I thank God my children are alive and well. I thank God that I'm doing what I do for a living. I'm getting paid for being me. So in your life, you've got a lot to be grateful for. Now, one thing that my producer is saying, would you please take some calls? I will in a minute, but let me finish my list. Um, here's the other thing. If you start dating someone else, take it slow. Don't go rushing your butt into a relationship. You know, the reason your last relationship failed is because you jumped your behind up and started dating somebody without thinking it through. There is no hurry, people. Life is not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, the uh, I'm going to tell you some about men, ladies, and this will really make you uh, feel better. You don't have to get a man back because it takes longer for men to get over the pain of a breakup than it does women, even though we lie about it and we say, oh, we are right, I don't give a damn, that's a lie. We're not all right, we do care. And it does take, uh, it takes time for us to get past it, all right? So I want you to do this and, and learn to uh, just move slow this time. And I'm and I'm not saying have a 90-day rule. You have sex when you are mature enough to know the consequences. So that means if you met this person and you feel really comfortable and you know why you are having sex and you guys talk about it before you start whipping stuff out, that's your business. But I warn you, you cannot unstrike a match. Now, here's the deal. Uh, if you have, if you want to make a get a quick question in, or you want to ask me something specific, the number is six four six four seven eight fifty six ten. I'm repeating six four six four seven eight fifty six ten. Press the number one, and I'm going to go ahead, and you'll be live on the air, and you can ask your question and get some advice, which is way cheaper than coming into my office. All right. So again, six four six four seven eight fifty six ten. Press the number one, and I'll be happy to answer your question and deal with your issue directly. You do not have to give your name if you don't want to. Now back to this. The last thing is, let's say that after all of this, you have made up your mind that it's time to move on. Some things I want you to think about. As long as you hold on to your past, you are blocking your future. There is no way that you can fully embrace what God is getting ready to do with your life 
if you are hanging on to the past. Just simple as that. There's no way. And the sooner that you let go of the past, the sooner you can embrace your future. Because being honest, God doesn't work in the past. And any relationships that you have been in, including this one, was preparing you for that which is to come. So don't get stuck holding on to something that's over with. I mean, just let it go and be grateful that it, it happened. Now, And here's the next thing, speaking of gratitude. Don't be bitter. Whatever lessons you learned while you were with this person, it will be a lot easier on you the moment you make up your mind to see the good in the relationship. And I'm not saying start trying to turn this person into the Dalai Lama. What I'm saying is look at the relationship and stop and think about, you know, because this happened, because I met you, I learned a lot more about what I like, what I don't like, who I am and who I'm not. You know, all relationships that happen serve a purpose in your life. So don't beat yourself up feeling like you failed. And for you people that have some serious religious beliefs and convictions that are ending a marriage that let's say you just got married and you just realized, you know what, I made a mistake. Look, the sooner you admit it, the better off you're going to be. There's no point in dragging along and fighting, and, and especially those of you that have spent five and ten years of your life with somebody. Let the man have the damn cat. Give him the cat. Give him the dog. You know what I'm saying? Don't be fighting over the dog and the cat and the towels. and Just let it go because the sooner you let go of the old, the sooner you can embrace and enjoy the new. Make sense? So I'm going to repeat it again. Just go ahead and hurt. Cry it out. It's going to be okay. Look on that piece of paper and look at what happened. Look at uh, the cause and effect relationships and how did it make you feel? Don't forget how you felt. Don't forget how you felt when someone punched you in the lip. No, I'm just kidding. But don't forget how you felt when they embarrassed you, when they talked about you, when they called you out your name. Don't forget how scared your kids were when they heard y'all in there acting like you didn't have no sense, whoever was doing it. You know, because in my opinion, um, sometimes you don't really get to know people. And this is what I keep telling all of you single women that think you want a baby daddy to come raise your kids. Your kids already have a daddy. And if he, if he's doing his part, they don't need two dads. And because the man is not marrying your kids, he's dating, engaged to it. He's having sex with you, not your children. So it's very important that you and this man, new man in your life, get along. The other thing, stop beating yourself up. You, you may be fat. You even may be ugly. Okay, well, that explains a lot. No, I'm just kidding. But But the truth of it is, Take this time and take these lessons to look at yourself and, and figure out, you know what, this is, if you, here's my best example of this. If you have dated four or five people and all of them told you that you, was, you were as mean as a Halloween cat with the hump in the back, there may be a bit of truth in that. If you know, and this is for men and women, that you just really have a hard time being settled. You can't help it. It's just in your nature. 
to be a freak and not with one person. Okay, I get, you need to get it. And you need to realize, you know what, there's something about me that I just have a hard time being committed and being monogamous. Okay, if that's who you are, why don't we take this breakup that you're in right now and tell the truth to yourself, not even everybody else, just, just admit it to yourself that, you know, I really am a little hot natured something else. I'm not ready for a relationship, so moving forward, I need to just tell people, look, I want to be single, I want to date. I'm not really ready for this. And then if you're one of these people that's love-struck and you just, oh, I want to be married, I want to be married, you need to ask yourself first, what the hell is wrong with me? Because there's nothing wrong with getting married. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is maybe, just maybe, you're not being realistic about life. Being honest with you, marriage complements your life. It will never, ever complete your life. You need to be a complete person prior to getting into a relationship. So you're sitting there right now blowing snot bubbles and crying and looking like Freddy the Frog, eyes all swole up and, you know, just veins popping out in your head and neck. That's because you are delusional. Your own Match.com, your own eHarmony, I want to find a husband, I want to find a wife. That is not how that works. Here's how you find a wife and husband. And I'm going to actually do a show on that next Sunday night, so you do not want to miss that on how to find your soulmate for real. But here's the first thing. Stop looking so hard. Enjoy dating that special person that God is either going to place in your life or has put in your life. And they may or may not. You may be with your future wife or husband right now. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just with the perfect person for right now. Whatever it is, accept where you are right now and be grateful for that. Stop trying to, you know, in a, and I'm just going to say in the West, not even in America, because I, you know, I have a global clientele. I have clients in Dubai. I have clients in England and Australia, and all of them typically come to me because I, a lot of them come to me wanting to prepare themselves for a mate, which is a, the wisest thing you could ever do. Um, and I have programs that prepare people to get married so that when they do meet the right person, they understand how to communicate with them, they understand their arguing style and their conflict style, and they understand who they are and their views on the gender and their views on attachment. And see, many of you, the reason your relationships don't work, you haven't done enough homework on yourself. If you don't really know you, how in the hell do you expect someone else to know you or you to know someone else? And moreover, if you can't stand being alone with you, what in the dickens makes you think someone else wants to be alone with you? Duh. Think about it. So here's what we need to do. We need to first take some time alone now that you've finally gotten yourself out of this fiasco. I want you to take the time and spend some time with God. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to do this the easy way. Can you mind if we say a prayer? Let's say a prayer real quick. And for those of you that aren't religious, neither am I. So this doesn't matter if you're Muslim or you're Christian or Buddhist or Hindu. There's only one God. And let's just close your eyes. Let's say a prayer right quick. 
Father in heaven, thank you so much for bringing people in our lives and allowing them to go because all of this is working for our good. Your word says that you knew us before we were ever established in our mother's wombs. You yet knew us. So this day, help us to heal. Help every listener around the world that's listening to this program right now. Yes, you. This prayer is especially for you. God, heal that broken place. Fill that empty void. Help us to see ourselves as you see us. Help us to understand our contribution to this situation and to, to these circumstances. Take, take us out of victim mode. Allow us to understand what we did both right and wrong. Take us out of what we should have said and should have done and what we shouldn't have done and shouldn't have said, and let us see things the way that you see them, and let us see ourselves the way that you see us. Give us the wisdom and the insight and the inclination to stop pointing our fingers at other people and take responsibility for what we bring into our lives. Moreover, help us to understand how to love other people the way that you love us and to treat others the way that you treat us. Your word says, do unto one another as I have done unto you. Love one another like I love you. So, Father, help us to love wisely and not cast our pearls before swine, to not give our good to the wrong people, to not be blindsided just because we're lonely. Let us know that though we may feel, a, may feel lonely, we are not alone. Help us to become complete within ourselves. Help us to stop attempting to find an external solution to an internal problem. As we injure other people, we likewise injure ourselves and help us to stop being the hurting people that hurt other people. If anything, God, order our steps, direct our path, prepare us for that special place, that special person, and that unique and profound and wonderful set of circumstances. God, help us to find true, real, and authentic love so that we can look like you when we meet that special person. We ask this in your name. Amen. Now, I just prayed for you. However, I want you to know this. If you would pray for yourself on a consistent basis, you'd probably get a whole lot further a lot faster. If you want help and you really want to start preparing yourself to find real, true, authentic love, there's some tests that you can take at my office or I can send them to you via email. It doesn't matter what country you're in. If you have email, we can do this. Uh, contact us at 877-508-2025. That's 877-508-2025. And uh, put in extension 102. Leave your name, your phone number, 
and we will definitely, definitely uh, reach back to you. Another thing that you can do is you can send me a message via Facebook if you are uh, overseas or you're in the Middle East or, you know, wherever you are, down under. I will get that message. And the other thing is you can send it to uh, info at drdivonyoung.org. So that's I-N-F-O, D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.org. You will have no problem reaching me. And the cost of those tests, it's like 55 bucks. I can get the test. The session is like 200 and some bucks, but that's a hell of a lot cheaper than you spending weeks and months and possibly years of your life going in circles over something that you could have easily avoided. I want you to know that there is somebody out there that will love you more than you could ever imagine. But they'll never find you. And they will never love you until you first learn to, A, love yourself, and B, love other people the way you want to be loved. Here's what else I want you to do. If you're listening to this program right now via Blog Talk Radio, hit the follow or the subscribe button. I don't know what it's called. I think it may be the follow button. And it can give you an option. You can log in using Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. It's not an issue. But follow us on blog, and then you don't have to worry about missing the program. And as a matter of fact, if you do miss a live episode, every one of our broadcasts is archived. So you could always listen to any of my programs within three to five minutes after they go out there. They're, they're readily available for your listening convenience at your time, not mine. And then the other thing is make sure on Facebook that you hit the like button or the follow button on one of my pages or just go to my website and sign up. Now, with all that said, I want you to know this so, so, so sincerely. I love you madly. Most sincerely, I do. We'll be talking to you on Wednesday. Have an awesome week. And, hey, this relationship ending is not the end of your life. It's the beginning. So have an awesome week. Bye now. Bye now.